Tonight I'll continue with the message, how to walk out on the devil. How to walk out on the devil. You know, the last time I shared, you know, people talk so much about the devil, and the devil is real. It's amazing how the devil is making people to think in America that he doesn't exist anymore. People are asking silly questions like, do you believe in the devil? And if you believe in the devil, you're weird. There's no devil. Jesus believes in the devil. Amen. Amen. If Jesus believes that devil exists and there is a devil, (laughs) who are you? How great a knowledge do you have? He is God. God says there is a devil. But we don't have to fear him. That's the good news. We don't have to fear the devil. He's powerful. Oh yes, he has some power, but not over the believer. We are free from him totally. He has no power to do anything to a believer. We are free because the son has made us free. Made us free from what not just sin, but the powers of Satan. The powers that be today in this present world. God has freed us from those powers and we have really nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Not sickness, nothing. Not want, nothing. Nothing in the world. That's why I like this scripture, Isaiah 52, verse 1 and 2. That's how we started last week. It says, awake, awake. That's you believers, wake up, wake up. Wake up to the strength that you have. Put on that strength. God has given you some strength that you are not even aware of. You are not powerless in the world. You have some strength. It's a spiritual strength that God has given to you. You are not weak. You are strong. God made you strong through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you are a new creature in God, the power of God is flowing through your life. You are a new creature. You are a different kind of being that's on the earth that Satan had never seen. He started when Jesus went to the cross, died and rose again, and people received him, and the Holy Spirit came into their lives. They were free from that old life, and God made us new creatures. Satan doesn't know how to handle us. He's never seen this kind of being before. And that's what Jesus has done for us. And God is saying, awake, wake up, wake up, awake, put on your strength. God's giving you strength. Don't hang your head discouraged. Don't say life's problems too much for me to handle. God will never allow you to to handle something that you cannot handle. If he allows it to come your way, he created you, he built you to handle it, and you can handle it. God says what you need to do is put on your strength. Oh, Zion. Zion represents the church. Every member of the church, you have strength from God. Put on your strength, oh Zion. Put on your beautiful garment. You got some favor from God. You're like Joseph with the coat of many colors. You are highly favored of God. Don't deceive yourself and don't let Satan deceive you that God has overlooked you. God doesn't care about you. God is not looking to what's happening in your life. You are like Joseph to Jacob, to, to Jacob, to God. You are highly favored. 
God has clothed you with a coat of many colors. That's the garment. Put on that garment. Put on your beautiful garment. So let Satan know I'm a prince. I'm a princess. I'm not ordinary. God lives in my life. If you are a Christian, God lives in your heart. He has made you the temple of the living God. And the Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That means you are something really beautiful. God doesn't live in filthy places. Check the old tabernacle. Everything gold-plated. That was just an ordinary temple. Now you are the gold-plated being that God is living in. And this is supernatural gold. I mean, it's spiritual gold. And that's what God is saying. You need to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Put on your strength. Put on that beautiful garment. That garment of favor of God upon your life. He says, oh, Jerusalem, the holy city. Amen. If God lives inside of you, you're holy. The tabernacle was just a building. But the Holy Spirit, that, 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 uh, the Ark of the Covenant was there, and everything that was there it was in that tabernacle was holy. The cup was holy. Built by men, but when you put it inside God's temple, God says it's holy. And if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you are holy as well. You are a holy being. That's, you are that holy city in which God lives. It says, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. They cannot come, that's de- demonic forces. You can walk out on the devil. You can say, oh, it's you. <laughs> It's you when he shows up. And he starts doing his crazy stuff in your life, trying to turn your family upside down, trying to turn your finances upside down, trying to destroy your relationships, and trying to make you feel guilty, trying to make you feel discouraged. All you need to do is, oh, oh, it's you. I recognize you. I know how to deal with this. I'll take this case to my father, and we'll settle it. And when I come out, I'll be on mountaintop. You can't put me down. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, God says, condemn it. Thou shalt condemn. You must condemn that tongue. If he's telling you you are going nowhere, the Bible is already said, those demonic forces, they're not coming near you. They can't come near your, near your dwelling. Now the Bible tells also in Psalm 91, verse 9, it says, because you have made the Lord your refuge, you have made the Lord, who is my refuge? Even the Lord of hosts. Even the Lord of hosts. Your dwelling place. That's where God dwells. It says, it says nothing evil, no evil will come near you. Nothing evil will come near you. Nothing evil can come near your dwelling. God's able to do that for you. That's what the scripture is saying here. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. You are protected. Because you have made God your dwelling place. No plague. No plague shall come near your dwelling. It won't even come near. Those things cannot come to you. 
Well, Satan may simulate them, but they are not really part of you. You know, I've often said this, and I believe it with all of my heart. I know there is a devil. And I know that he has some powers. And I know he can do certain things in the physical realm. You know, I'm not the type that says, well, I really don't believe that. That God created everything and not Satan can't do anything. I know he can do some things. We've talked about Moses standing before Pharaoh and throwing down his, his stick, his staff. The staff turned into word. God dealt with me years ago. He said to me, he was trying to teach me a lesson. And I didn't know where he was going with it. It's like we were making this conversation and God was trying to instruct me as to what's really going on. He said, now Moses went to, to Satan, right? I said, yeah, I mean to uh, Pharaoh, well that's Satan. <laughs> went to Pharaoh and, and he said, let my people go, right? That they may serve me. I said, yeah, Lord, that's right. And he said he had his staff in his hand. And I I said, yeah, that was true. And he threw his staff down when Pharaoh resisted, when the devil resisted. And God said, and what happened to this staff? I said, well, he turned into a snake. And God said, was that real snake? I said, absolutely. The Bible says it was a snake. And then God said, what happened then? I said, that's an easy question. And Pharaoh commanded, or Satan commanded his magicians to throw their rods down. I got the answer to that. And God said, what happened to their rod? I said, well, it turned into a snake. I mean, they all turned into snakes. And God then said, were they real snakes? That was a problem for me. (laughs) Because it was not God, I couldn't say. And I said, well... Well, the Bible says it's snakes, so they must be real snakes. And then his next question was, did I do that? Ah, that's another hard question for me. I said, well, I know you don't work with uh, the magicians. Apparently, they had been doing it before, right? Otherwise, how would Pharaoh know that they could do it? And I wondered, okay, God, I got to rest on the scriptures. Well, the Bible says they were snakes, so they must be real snakes. And the next question, God said, did I do that? Ah, don't know. Don't understand that part. Apparently, I knew God didn't work with them, but I didn't know how to answer it. And God was saying it was real snake. Real snake. When I said, well, the Bible says they were snakes, so they must be real snakes. And God said, what happened to these snakes? And I said, well, that's a good one. Moses' rod ate them all up. And what happened then? I gave him the answer. I knew the answer. Well, Moses took back his staff. Or the snake, held the snake, it turned into a staff. And was this staff father? Absolutely not. What happened to the magicians with their sticks or their rod? They had none. They all went back home without their staff. And yet Moses' staff was still the same. That's the power of God. I don't care what Satan brings to you. The power, the rod of God and Jesus is that branch. The branch from Jesse, amen? He can eat up everything that Satan brings to you and it will seem as if it was never there. Amen. Finally, I got my answer. I don't, it doesn't matter if you got cancer in your body. 
Satan may have put those aberrant cells from far, far away into your body, but the Holy Spirit and the power, the rod of Jesse, can eat up all those cancer cells, and when it's over, the doctors write you a letter. It's as if you never had it. Just like we heard before tonight. Just like that. The same God. The same God. We can just act like Satan doesn't exist. Because Jesus defeated him. The Bible says, I believe in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Having destroyed or disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. He disarmed them. And Satan has been disarmed, meaning he has nothing to fight with. He made a public spectacle of them, rejoicing in their defeat. Satan has no, no armor with which to fight. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil, meaning once you know he has no teeth in his mouth, he cannot really fight, he's just roaring. Once you resist him and you stand your ground, say, I know you're just roaring, you got no teeth, you can't fight, I'm coming after you. He flees from you. The Bible says, as with terror, read James 4 verse 7. He flees from you. Amen. So we don't have to be afraid of him. If you got faith. The greatest weapon a Christian has is your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only thing that Satan is after. Satan is not after anything. He doesn't care whether you eat or don't eat. Have a nice car, don't have a nice car. Can pay your bills or you can't pay your bills. Your wife's leaving you or your husband's leaving you. He doesn't care about any of those things. He uses those evil things of the world, things that happen to people in the natural, to make sure that you lose your faith, to discourage you, to make you give up and lose your faith. And if you accept it, he's got you in a corner, he's going to whip you, whip you. He's going to beat the daylights out of you. But if you stand your ground in faith, he knows he is powerless against you. And if you come after him, just like David, I like David. You know, Goliath representing Satan. Once Goliath rose, what did David do? He ran towards him. Goliath was thinking in his head, this is trouble. Usually everybody runs. This guy's coming to me. That's the way I think he was thinking. This is not going to be good. This little kid is not running away. He's coming after me. It's never fun when you stand up and run. I don't care. He's so, he looks like a giant, but you got, you got that smooth stone and your sling in your hand. He's over for him. Amen. That's the only thing Satan is after, your faith in God. All of the troubles of life, the only reason that Satan brings in trouble and God allows it because God knows you can handle it because you have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he lets Satan go ahead. When you're through with this trial, when you go through a test, if you are in school, after you go through a test and you pass the test, what do, what do the teachers do? They promote you. And that's what God does. He puts you through a test. He says, Satan, go ahead, give him the test. He's going to pass it. And when you pass, God promotes you. Amen. Amen. God promotes you. That's what the test is all about. The test is not designed to destroy you. 
Because God knows Satan can do anything to you. If you let him steal your faith, then it's gone. Now, in Luke chapter 22, 31 and 32, it says, this was Jesus speaking, just to let you know that Satan is truly only after your faith. That's only what he, con- he concerns himself with. Jesus was speaking to Simon, that's Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, indeed, without a doubt, indeed, Satan has asked for you. He asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. Sift you as wheat. His, then Jesus said, but I prayed for you that your faith, your faith will not fail. So what was Satan after in Simon? It's not just to sift him as wheat. He wanted to steal his faith. And Jesus didn't pray so that Satan won't sift Simon as, as wheat. He prayed that he would not lose his faith. That your faith may not fail. Because when your faith fails, you will turn away from God and you will turn to yourself and to men for answers. Jesus said, when you have when you are recovered or when you return to me strengthen your brothers because your faith didn't fail you will return to me and when you return to me then you learn, you've learned your lesson and you strengthen your, the others but Jesus prayed for him that his faith would not fail because whenever your faith fails what you do is start leaning on the arm of flesh. You start calling people. You start thinking about your job. You start thinking about, woe is me. There's no way out of this. And you do everything to try to save yourself except run back to God. You can't return to God. When your faith fails, you turn away from God. You focus so much on the problem. The problem is even bigger than God. And you don't even know where God is. That's what Jesus was saying. Your faith will fail and you tend to turn away from me. But because I prayed so that your faith will not fail, you come back to me. And then when you are strengthened because you've returned to me, you've learned your lesson. Try help your brothers. So the only thing Satan is after in your life is that faith that you got in Jesus Christ. That's the only thing he's afraid of in your life. He doesn't care whether you speak in tongues very much. Or you prophesy. He can listen to all of that. You know he knows the word of God. He can even quote. If you start it, he'll finish it for you. He knows it. He knows the word. So it's not how much word you know in your head. It's whether you have faith in your heart. That's what he's after. And that's what gets him. And that's what the Bible tells us. So use your faith. Use your faith and fight. The Bible tells us this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I mean, we're not talking about the physical world. The world of Satan. Everything that he's doing and everything that he's doing in the world is bad. Meant to hold you down. To keep you down, to destroy you, destroy your family, destroy your children, destroy your life, destroy your body. That's what all is after. Everything negative is of the world. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. 
The things that destroy, they are of this world, they are of Satan. But the Bible says, it says, whatever is born of God, if you are born of God, you have already overcome the world. And then it says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Everything that Satan can throw at you. This is the victory that will overcome it. Whether it's financial trouble, this is the victory. Whether it's a relationship problem, this is the victory. Whether you are discouraged or you're depressed, this is the victory that overcomes. Because all of those things are of the world. Jesus said, I came to give you peace. My peace I give to you. He says, you can have the abundant life. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So if you are in want, it's not God that's doing it. He's coming from the world, but you have something that can overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the nickname for your faith is called the victory. Amen. The victory that overcomes the world. That's the nickname for your faith in Jesus Christ. The victory that overcomes the world. The faith in your heart is called the victory that overcomes the world. That's his name. And no devil can fight that. Once you have faith, he's done. So we fight the good fight of faith. Because we all, why is it a good fight? We always win. When it's a fight of faith and you are applying the faith, you will win. So it's a good fight. If I'm going to a fight and there's a chance I'll lose, that's not a good fight. But if I'm going into a fight, it's a financial fight in my family, and I know this is a real good fight because I'm going to win. That's a good fight. So we fight the fight, the good fight of faith. I'm glad the Bible don't, didn't say fight the fight of faith. It says it's a good fight. Because when you win, you're promoted. Amen. Hallelujah. When you win, you're promoted. There is no failure in this fight. <laughs> there is no defeat in this fight. Because we have something in, in us that's nicknamed the victory that overcomes the world. The victory that overcomes the world. And all we have to do is to resist the devil. I like what Peter says in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. He says, resist him. Can, I, you, can, can we say this together? Resist him. What are you going through right now in your life? What is it that you're going through? The one that's behind it, no matter what it is, if it is not good, he's coming from him. And what is the Bible saying? Resist him. How do you do it? He says, steadfast in faith. In other words, don't quit. Stay with your faith. Steadfast in faith. In other words, no matter what he's doing, no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on, no matter what they're telling me, no matter what the doctor is saying, no matter what my friends are saying is happening to me, I'm resisting the devil steadfast in faith because faith is my victory. I'm going to win. So don't quit. That's what Jesus said. I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Because once you fail, fail, your faith fails, you are going to fail as well. But because you are a supernatural being, 
born through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are a supernatural being. There is no way the natural world can defeat you unless you lose sight of the fact that you came from above. You were born from above. When the word says born again, the word actually means born from above. And Jesus said, actually it was John the Baptist saying, he who is from above is, from, is above all. He who is from above, anything that's from above is above all. And you were born from above. And if you are born from above, you are above all. That's why Jesus said, you are of the earth, I came from above. So I've overcome everything. I'm not from here, I came from there. And everyone who comes from there, everyone who is born from there is above all. So you cannot be defeated. You really cannot be defeated. You can walk out on him. You don't have to pay attention to him. You can walk out on the devil. You can truly walk. You know, I'm telling you tonight, you're hearing what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, God is doing a new work in your life right now because you're listening to the word of God. Jesus said, he says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They change you. You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. The disciples didn't realize that they were being cleansed because they were listening to the words of God. And I'm telling you right now, faith is being born in your heart. Powerful faith of God. Faith, that victory is right there in your heart because you are listening to the word tonight. And you can stand your ground tonight in Jesus' name and tell that thing that is coming against your life, trying to put you down, trying to defeat you financially, trying to make you as if God has forsaken you. When God says he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you, but you are feeling forsaken, that's the devil, and you need to resist him steadfast in faith, believe in God because your victory is right down the corner. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be discouraged. Because God wants to free you from the enemy. Amen? God wants, He says, resist him steadfast in faith. Not in doubt. Don't turn away from the Lord Jesus. Trying to help yourself with the, the arm of flesh. Using your own wisdom. Turn to him in faith. Because that faith is what defeats the devil. The devil cannot handle you. He has no hands with which to hold you when you apply faith. He's been disarmed. He can't keep you down. That's why the Bible says, shake yourself from the dust. I like it when Samson said, I'm going to go out and shake myself as before. Amen. That's what Samson said. I'm going to go out and shake. When the Bible says, shake yourself from the dust. Samson told Delilah, you can bind me all you want. I'm just going to go out and shake myself as before. And when I shake myself, everything comes loose. The enemies, too loose, they're gone. (laughs) They're taking off. We don't have anything to fear. If God be for us, what devil is that that's going to come on demon? When was he born? We got no reason to be afraid. We are children of God. We got no reason to be afraid of the situations in life. Jesus has already told us. Your heavenly father knows that you need these things. And he is so rich he can supply those things. 
Take no thought. Don't worry about those. Just concern yourself about the kingdom of God. How you can help expand the kingdom. That's what you should be concerned about. Not all of these things the devil is doing in the world. Stay in your faith. Because your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. There is no reason to be afraid. Don't start making calculations in your head. You don't have what it takes. But the Holy Spirit has everything that it takes. And you can stand your ground. And the Holy Spirit is standing with you. With angels standing with you. Psalm 91. He says, For he shall give his angels his angels, not his angel, his angels char- charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Everywhere you go, the angels are following you. We read these words and we don't accept them. But God cannot lie. You got angels. I'm telling you, God who cannot lie says you have angels that follow you everywhere you go. To work, when you're coming back, when you're driving, you need to acknowledge and thank the Father. I got angels. I got them. I got them. They're protecting me. Because Jesus loves you. Because Jesus loves us. Resist them. Steadfast in faith. You know your faith is a shield. Because you've made God your hiding place. It's like a shield. Jesus made it clear. He says, in that day, or at that day you'll know that I am in the Father. And you are in me. And I am in you. In other words, you you are like one with the Father. He won't lie to us. Jesus will not lie to us. And what, what devil is going to go through God the Father, go through God the Son to find you hiding inside? How is it going to happen? It is not, it's impossible. But we don't believe that. But we believe that tonight. Can I say, can I hear an amen? We believe that tonight. They can, this is truly powerless. You can walk out on the devil. You really can. Because God's with us. There's no, no reason to be afraid. I, I, I just thank God because the by Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he says, and I know my sheep. And they know me. They don't follow a stranger because they don't, they don't know the voice of a stranger. But they know my voice. And they follow me. When I lead them, they follow me. They won't listen to a stranger. Good shepherd. In the Bible, I always go back to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I didn't ask God to say that. He said it. And he meant what he said. And God watches over his word to perform. If you believe in the word and yelling and say, yeah, this is God's word. It's as good as gold. I got it now. I got it. Guess what? God said, did you see that boy over there? <laughs> He's believing our word. That's what he did with Job. Remember that? He did that with Job. He was bragging on, on Job to Satan. Hey, have you considered my boy Job over there? And guess what? Satan knew Job. <laughs> he knew Job. Said, yeah, I know that fellow. God had his fence all around Job. It's called touch not. (laughs) 
I use the word, can't touch this, right? <laughs> Amen. Can't touch this. God has that fence around you. Can't touch this, you know? It's, it's yours. Because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the Lord of our lives. This is good news. That's why the Bible calls it good gospel. Good news. Good news is I'm, not, I'm untouchable. And I can't die until my, I'm ready to go home. There is no stupid cancer that can take my life. He said, good luck. It's not good to say that. What if you die of cancer? Well, I will bring disgrace to God. Well, God can protect me from that. So his name is not disgrace. The Bible says, be unto you according to your faith. I don't believe I'm going to die by any kind of stupid accident. I'm sure you won't say, oh, we had an accident. Guess who was dying? Who died in that accident? He was Jesus, the son of God. Huh? What did you say? Jesus died in an accident. You're crazy. That can never happen. Well, he lives in me. Hallelujah. And he, I'm in him. Don't look for me in some crazy accident. It won't happen. I have angels that can push the cars apart so I go free. Should, should I be driving crazy? Well, that's tempting God. You go real home fast. Back home to Jesus. Whoa. The mansion is waiting for you real fast. <laughs> but you do what you have to do and God will take care of you. Sometimes it takes care of those that are stupid. No. <laughs> They're acting crazy. <laughs> Amen. But the key thing is he loves us. Amen. He loves us and promised never to leave us. Never to forsake us. Never. No matter what's going on. Even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He's always there for us. Because we are called by his name. And he protects his name. You are called by his name. You are a Christian. You are called by his name. So he protects you. So that faith, your faith is a shield. The Bible tells us, above all, taking the shield of faith. With which you will be able, not may be able, you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the devil. The darts of financial need, want. The fire, that dart of financial want. Sickness and disease. The fear, depression, all of those things. The all of the life's troubles, all of those things. He says all you need is that faith in Jesus Christ. You quench it. It's a fiery dart, but cannot really hurt you. Not if you have that faith that's nicknamed the victory that overcomes the world. That's the nickname of that, your faith. The faith that's in your heart right now. The nickname of it is called what? The victory that overcomes the world. You are walking with victory everywhere you go. Why don't you introduce yourself as victory? My name is victory. I overcome everything. Because Jesus lives in you. And nothing can defeat you. If God be for us, they know not to be against you. And if they try, God says, condemn every voice. Amen. I still got some time. Can I continue, guys? 
Amen. Second thing. That's the first. Use your faith. Secondly, know the word of God. Know the word of God. I think I should say, pray that you understand the word of God. Not just knowing the scriptures. You see, the greatest mystery on earth, the greatest mystery in the universe, is the mystery of the word of God. There is no greater mystery in life than the mystery around the word of God. Even Satan doesn't understand the word of God. He knows the word, but he does not understand the word of God. That's why the Bible tells us that if you know the truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is that mystery of the word of God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus himself said, and the spirit of truth. So there is a spirit of truth that's going to unveil the truth to you. And until you have that spirit of truth, you cannot truly know truth. So knowing the scriptures is one thing, but really knowing and understanding the scripture, understanding the scripture comes from the spirit of truth. And you know Satan has nothing with the spirit of truth. So he knows the word, he doesn't understand it. But when the revelation comes, he's too late for him, he's defeated because he now recognizes it. This is the truth, I was wrong and now I'm, I'm, I'm disarmed. You see, because he lives in darkness. Satan operates in darkness. And even the word that he knows, he's not in light. He knows the scripture, but he has no light. So what he has and what he understands is dark. He's not right. But when you know the truth, that's light. And the light shines. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. John chapter 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. And that's Satan. He cannot understand it. That's the light of God. So you need to pray so that you will understand the scriptures. That's why Paul was praying in, in Ephesians chapter 1, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Who? Him? The truth. The way, the truth, and the life. Because once you understand the truth and you, under, you have revelation from God, Satan finally says, oh, I didn't know that. He knows he's defeated. It's over for him. You know why that's so important? It's important because when you get that truth, that's where faith comes. Faith comes through the word of God. And faith is the victory. You can't have revelation without faith. If you just have head knowledge, there's no faith there. And Satan is not afraid of you. He knows you don't have it. It's only through the word of God. Just to make a point. 
that Satan doesn't have anything with this. Look at what he says in Mark chapter 4, verse 11. He says, And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Okay? But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Guess who is one of those outside? Satan. He's an outsider. Everything that's about the the kingdom of God is a mystery to him. But you as a child of God, God has given you the privilege to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. And the word of God is the greatest mystery on the earth. And once you can unveil that mystery, all life's troubles are gone from you. You're free. Because you have come to know the truth. Satan doesn't know it. He quotes scriptures and he quotes them wrong. That's what he did when he was telling Jesus he didn't understand the full thing. So Jesus gives him this revelation and he says, okay, to the next temptation. Okay, this doesn't work. Next. That's the truth there. You know one thing, did you know that Jesus spoke openly about his death? Over and over again? And Satan, I'm sure, heard it. But didn't understand what was going on. He had no clue as to what it was. The more, the more Jesus spoke about it, the more Satan thought, he's saying it, I'm going to kill him. But the killing of Jesus was the undoing of Satan's powers. But he had no knowledge of it. Everything was open. Jesus made it clear, you kill me, the third day I'll rise again. But he couldn't think about the third day. All he was thinking about, kill him, kill him, kill him. And then after he killed him, he realized, ooh, this fellow talked about third day. He became scared. Why? Because he didn't understand the scriptures. He knew about it all along. He knew when God was saying to, to, to Eve in the garden, the seed of the woman, and he knew this was the seed of the woman. But his thinking was, I'm going to kill him. If I kill him, that's the end of it. I got victory. But he didn't realize. Then after killing him, he realized, oh my gosh, he talked about third day. And he didn't know how to handle that. So the thing is, let's go back to Pilate. Maybe he can use his soldiers to kill him. How dumb can you be? If a man has been killed and he rises up, how are you going to kill him again? He rises up again. He's not thinking. Satan is not as smart as we think he is. He's not as smart. We have no need to be afraid of any devil or witch or devil. Those the demons, we have nothing to be afraid of. Because Jesus lives in you. Jesus in you, the hope of glory. That's what the scripture says. There's no need to be afraid. Let me read this scripture tonight. It says, but as it is written, that's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9, uh, verse 7 and 8. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. If you understand the wisdom of God, it's still a mystery. When you speak it, it's the word of God. The greatest mystery on the earth, and the devil doesn't understand it. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for your glory. For your glory. To beautify your life. 
to put on you that beautiful garment. The garment of many colors. To show that you are highly favored on the earth. That's what the scripture is talking about here. For your glory. This mystery, as God unveils this mystery for you, then your life he is transformed to that glory that God created you to inherit on the earth. It's our inheritance. He ordained this for our glory. He says in verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew. The rulers of this age, they didn't know anything about this. He says, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan didn't know. Satan had no clue that this was going to be his undoing. So, what we need to defeat Satan and to walk out on him is to know the mysteries of God's word. Pray for wisdom. That's why Paul was praying. And he said, I, I never cease to pray for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so you know, you know the hope of your calling. The riches of the glory of God's inheritance in you as a saint. You are God's inheritance. And God will protect his inheritance with his life. And that's you. We don't see ourselves that way because Satan is lying to us. Letting us to think, become very sin conscious. God's freed us from sin. And you can begin to establish that Satan, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm free from that. You can do that. Because the scripture says, sin shall not have dominion over you. And you can just get through sinning. You say, I'm telling you, Satan, you can rub my nose down there, but I know the truth. I know God has established it that you don't have power over me. And I'm telling you, Satan, keep doing stuff. But one day, I'm going to be completely free from this thing. And it will be so far removed from me, you can never get me back to this thing. I'm free. Because God has said it. There's the day for manifestation when I will be totally free from this power. But Satan doesn't know. He doesn't know the truth. Did you know that God, through... The scriptures can make you wiser than your enemies. Every one of them. And I'm going to close with this. Psalm 119, verse 98. David's speaking that word. You, that's God, through your commandments, that's through the word of God, through your commandments, through the word of God, make me wiser then my enemies, all those demons, we're not talking about physical enemies. This is scripture. We don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, all of those forces, rulers of darkness of this age. God has given you wisdom over. That's what Jesus had over him. Many times you read in the scriptures, they came and I knew Satan was behind trying to trap Jesus in his words. Remember that? And they give him a question to trap him. And the wiser one rises with another question. And they said, we can never get this fellow. Amen. God can, through his word, make you wiser than all your enemies. He says, for they are ever with me. Everywhere we go, Satan is always after us. 
is always ever with me. They are always there. They won't die. If he was talking about physical uh, enemies, some of them die, right? But we're talking about spiritual enemies. They are always there. But the word of God can make you wiser than all of your enemies. And when you use that wisdom from above and faith in your heart, they are defeated. That's just the truth of the word of God. And I believe that faith has been born in you tonight because the Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you've heard the word of God tonight and I declare that that faith that overcomes the world is already been dep- deposited in your heart. It's already in your mouth and it's in your heart and no devil can defeat you. You cannot be defeated. Your circumstance will begin to change. Your finances will become robust. Amen? All of your bills are going to be paid because your father knows that you need these things. He came so that you, can, you may have peace. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what he came for. That's the truth. That's just the truth. Stand up with me tonight. The word of God is able to transform our lives. Amen? We're not just speaking so we can hear a good sermon. That's silly. That's silly just to hear a good sermon. Yeah, it was a good sermon, but my life... But no, this word is transforming your life right now. I really believe it with all of my heart. Your life is being transformed. There's faith rising up inside of you. Tomorrow you may feel a little different, but don't let that bother you. If it bothers you, get, go back to the internet, listen to the message again, and build up yourself. You know, build up yourself in your most holy faith and just like Samson, show him your muscle and Satan says, can we settle this matter another way? Do we have to fight? Quit it. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. God's good. God's good. We have overcome him. We have overcome the evil one. Father, we thank you. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. Thank you, Father. No wish, no wizard, no enchantment, nothing. The devil can do absolutely nothing to us because we are hid in God and in Christ our Lord and we are free from every demonic attack. No weapon formed against us prospers. And I'm saying, God, tonight, every weapon that Satan is directed to everyone that's listening to my voice tonight, every weapon that the enemy is directed towards them, tonight I destroy those weapons in the power of the name of Jesus. Your people are free from those things in Jesus' name. And every tongue that's spoken against their lives, physically, materially, emotionally, in every way of life. I condemn those words tonight in the name of Jesus. Your people are free and they are free indeed according to your word and your word cannot return to you void. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. We're free. Say with me, I'm free. I'm free. It's not just words. I'm free. God has made me free. Thank you, Jesus. You're free. God bless you tonight. Amen.